Hello everyone and welcome back to the Horsey and Fox podcast. Uh, I'm here today with James, obviously, and yeah, we're here back again in 2024. We sure are. Uh, It's been a fucking hot minute since New Year. We haven't done one of these. Yes, (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. A couple of months. Happy New Year. When's the uh, When's the Chinese New Year? It's now, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, it's the it's the uh, wait. Um, well, I've googled it and I can't really. There's just fireworks going off, so it's very difficult to read it. Uh, the tenth of February. So yeah, it's just it's just gone Chinese New Year. So. Happy Chinese New Year! Happy Chinese New Year, everyone! It's the year of the dragon this year. It's very cool. Is it really? Yeah. That's quite cool. We got a cool. We got a cool animal this year. Last year it was something shit. What was? Yeah, like a rabbit or something, or a horse. It was year of the. It was. Year of the, what? Water rabbit. Water yeah, rabbit. water rabbit. Yeah. The fuck's a water rabbit? Don't know. Rabbit in water. My new favorite animal. Um. Like fuck him. anyway we're back we're back we're back again with another episode of the podcast another another horsey and fox pod um <clears throat> i think yeah. i think last year in 2023 i think it, it it was a good year for sort of figuring out what we wanted to do with the podcast sort of some different segments and stuff and uh and, and all of that and as well sort of getting into a bit of a, a groove with it i think by the end of the year we'd sort of figured out a lot, of, a lot of the, sort of the direction for the podcast, which I think was pretty good. I don't know yeah. about you, but that's sort of yeah, I know. think so. We got some funny bits and funny bobs going on. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's for sure. Some funny stories, some funny um, dreams. Yeah, that's that's definitely for sure. Um, but you know, hopefully this year we see where it takes us, see what we do, and we uh, you know have a good time with it. Uh, and I think the plan in general, because um, by the end of last year at the beginning of the year we sort of had it on sort of like a schedule very similar to four pillars podcast mm-hmm. um by the end of the year we sort of did it a bit more casually which i think was probably yeah. better for the podcast with what we ended up doing sort of at the end of the year with it not yeah. being so focused on oh we need to make sure we talk about you know all these current events and all that stuff so yeah, it's um, much more chill it makes for like an actual watchable podcast instead of just like gaming yeah. news <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, so I, don't um, a, I don't even keep abreast of it anymore so i'm not a very good source for gaming news to be quite honest yeah that's that's fair <laughs> that's true and it's not i don't even find it that interesting anymore there are a few things worth talking yeah, about which obviously which we can talk about video games we still love know, them i've got on the list but you know um i guess to to um introduce the podcast to get us back into the swing of things get us back in the new the new year and uh and everything what's what's been going on with you in the last couple months since we did the last podcast at, at christmas anything not, anything not much big anything you want to talk about anything at all i released the sonic video mm-hmm. yeah that is true it was it was not long after we did that last podcast right yeah it was or... the 5th of january it came out hmm. yeah <clears throat> so it's probably like a couple of weeks after something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was good. It did better than I expected it to. Still not mm-hmm. on 10k views yet, which I'm sure it will hit within the next couple of months. But mm. uh, I didn't really expect it to do very well at all. And when I uploaded it, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be so bad." Mm. But you know, over 6,000 views for a Sonic video, I'll take that. I'll yeah, take not that. bad at all. It's it's one of those things, <clears> and you, you never know. In the next, you know, couple months, the algorithm could just decide to push it out. You never know with these things. That's true. Um, 
which is you know what happened with like the bolt video for me and everything which is just (coughs) these things just happen and sometimes they just don't but um it was a great video i really liked it i sort of listened to it over the course of like a little bit uh like a couple weeks uh, while i was taking sora for a walk it was really good because i don't care for sonic forces at all so it was interesting Uh, frontiers sorry i can't remember what the fuck nobody cares for sonic forces Um, (laughs) yeah that's true that wasn't a false statement um but (laughs) it's true no it was it was interesting to hear because obviously you've become so familiar with frontiers over the Mm. course of the last fucking year um so it was interesting to hear that perspective and all of the different changes they made too which um which i thought were way more interesting than i thought i would think that they were which was cool to hear about so it was you know it's 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 a great watch that definitely changed how i view it even if i don't necessarily like the game really It's, it's not like, it's not anything special to be honest frontiers but yeah but it's it's definitely the video definitely it definitely changed the way i look at it or at least the, yeah. the sort of the feeling i have towards it whereas like you know i don't like forces either but forces is like almost like they didn't even fucking try <laughs> whereas yeah, frontiers is like care. there was an attempt there there was something they were trying something there was um, and i think it shows you know in the future the next sonic game will probably be good maybe hopefully i mean you never (laughs) know i mean there's that there's that new one coming out the sonic generations sonic shadow Shadow, yeah 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 yeah. which um (laughs) they've released a game called sonic x shadow (laughs) sonic x shadow generations um yeah i don't know what that even is to be honest Um, is it just regeneration it's regeneration (laughs) sounds like a fucking kingdom hearts game it's regenerations is it it just generations but with Um, shadow levels in it I don't know. I saw someone mention <clears throat> apparently it might be it might be in the Frontiers engine, so not in oh. the Generations engine, which is that's kind of cool. Interesting. I don't know because because in terms of like the boost formula and the levels, I always found Generations to have the uh, and Unleashed because they're very similar to play mm. the best. Whereas Forces yeah. is fucked and Frontiers Forces is, is fine, but I still prefer unleashed generations boost certain aspects of frontiers that i prefer over generations and unleashed but like because unleashing generations they're very exhilarating they're very quick and they they're very sort of they 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 make you feel powerful when you're playing them mm-hmm. but you sort of lose a bit of the uh platforming maneuverability yeah that is true and so maybe what we'll see <coughs> for the shadow stuff in in this generations whatever it's going to be is maybe the levels will be a bit closer to the original Sonic Adventure 2 and, you know, 06 or whatever levels they, they pull from for Shadow and, and obviously Shadow the Hedgehog because obviously those earlier games, they're a lot more focused around platforming. They're obviously not as quick as the boost formula. So having the Frontiers engine, it might actually allow for the levels to be a lot closer to what originally there was, which you could say isn't great because then what, what's the point? But... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I just—it just, just kind of seems like a pointless game. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm probably yeah, not going to get it. I'm probably just watch some gameplay or something and be like, "Wow, that's just stupid." There's just too many Sonic side games coming out, man. Yeah, there are a few. I mean, I've been playing the uh, Dream Sonic Dream Dream Team. The fuck it's called here yeah. on, on Apple Arcade, which <clears throat> it's honestly it's it's ridiculous that it's it's stuck on Apple Arcade. I hope it comes yeah. out on Steam or consoles at some point because it's really good. The gameplay like looks a lot. very fun, sort of like semi-open areas. Yeah, yeah, it's like it it feels like they've like 
melded the open zones of frontiers with the regular normal sonic stages so what you've got is like these open like zones but they're still levels and it's like yeah. it's just quite fun and it, it adds a lot of replayability and with these challenges and stuff uh, i had a lot of fun with it with what i played um it looks it looks good i like the art style as well it's very cute yeah yeah and sonic looks great in it too. He <coughs> he's got long quills dark blue long quills he looks sick he looks great it's the best he's looked since you know unleashed i guess or, or i don't remember what he looked oh, yeah, like in generations, he like in generations? But... i think he still had the he still i feel like he was quills. i feel like he was lighter blue in generations you know what to fit in with the fucking uh with with uh, classic yeah. sonic I'm looking at it. Oh, I fucking hate they made classic Sonic his own <laughs> Why'd they do that? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, God. I can't oh, yeah, he tell. He looks really good in Sonic Dream Team. He looks really good. Yeah, yeah. He looks great. And it's That's pretty it's fucking cool. insane. Um, Roger Craig Smith still sounds fucked, and I don't like his voice. Hey, um, egghead. Yeah. It's not. I don't like Baldy it. Baldy hair. <laughs> and also amy sounds so fucked i i was depressed when <laughs> when amy i was voice actor. <laughs> when i was listening to your video on frontiers when amy started speaking like you played a cutscene, i was like what the fuck is that i had to yeah, check what was mental. going on i pulled my phone out at like rapid speed i was like what the fuck is that that's not amy but it was yeah i don't know what they've done the new yep. Rouge voice actor's shit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, she is as well. I miss when she was, like, you know, sassy woman. Yeah. You know, from yeah. fucking Sonic X. Yeah, I think the, the only the, the only good new voice actor, or the only good voice actor, is probably Tails. And that's yeah, the only from the one movie, that's good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good. Shadow the, sucks. Yeah, the only one they carried over was... Um, was uh, Tails from... Uh, it's not like Idris yeah. Elba's going to play Knuckles in the Sonic <laughs> games. <laughs> no, but I mean... <laughs> I mean, I mean, when they were when they were casting for the movie, they replaced mm. all of the game voice actors for some reason, except for Tails. They didn't get, like, a celebrity for Tails. Oh, yeah. They were like, let's just use the game one for some reason. But then with Sonic and... Why do they do with that? Knuckles, and then... I don't know who's going to voice Shadow. A lot of people are speculating it's going to be Hayden Christensen. Um, what? Oh, in the movie? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> That'd be pretty funny. Because in the in the new teaser, like that, you can hear his like laugh or something, and it does kind of sound like Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, why? Um, they should have got is, Dylan Sprouse to do it. You know, <laughs> he's too busy. He's too busy <laughs> with his Zora. Kingdom Hearts Four. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 reading the script that Namora's given him, and he's like, I I've got to get my head around this because he's it's, like what friends and hearts and soul I, i'm and sure it's gonna be great darkness um, but you know oh man but yeah, but yeah sonic's in a bit of a state at the minute but yeah. i reckon he'll get <laughs> at the minute you know but it has been for like the last 10 15 years but yeah it's been a while but that's okay yeah. i'm sure the next one will be good um <laughs> yeah that's the cycle <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the next one will be great yeah. um but yeah, I mean, in terms of projects, you, you've 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 posted you're working on the your AC one video now. Yeah, is, I am. It's a nice cool. throwback. Yeah, I actually finished finished Assassin's Creed one today. So oh wow, I already I already had like everything up until Sabrand recorded and the notes for it back in May last year, and I just stopped for mm. some reason to work on my Sonic video, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I literally most of the video is like 
sort of halfway done I suppose the game's recorded the notes are done just have to write the script then record it edit it and it's done so cool. yeah it's going to be out probably within the next couple of months because I mean AC1's a game I know a lot of the back of my hand anyway so writing yeah. it is going to be super easy so this, this this will be out quick this is not going to take me like <clears> nine <throat> months to finish yeah yeah that's <laughs> we'll a nice see. feeling it's nice to work on something you're familiar with i, I always feel that working on an ac video because it's like i know these games so fucking well at this point that yeah it does it's not difficult to write those scripts up yeah um, it takes so, less research yeah exactly and so what i decided to do working on my black flag video i've been working on since uh, it must have been like just just the tail end of December. Um, the I'm 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 sort of you know working through. I've almost finished the script. Well, I've almost finished mm-hmm. the script. I'm, I'm I'm on sequence eight of my script. Um, I how many currently, sequences there are in four. Uh, there are thirteen. Um, with oh, a couple yeah, of little modern day bits, obviously sprinkled in. Um, yeah, with Melanie Lemay, the woman yeah, herself. My favorite modern day of all time. Um, <clears> and I'm currently up to sixty pages on this thing. Um, which is yeah we're getting a big old yeah. long boy it's gonna be longer than my ac1 video i think i'm terrified to be honest but but that was like four hours wasn't it? it was it was almost five it was four hours and 40 minutes Fuck so you know. it did pretty well yeah, though so it did do pretty well so you know and i imagine a black flag video will probably do better because it's black it'll reach flag. like a wider yeah because um, everyone loves black flag everyone even loves just black like flag. random man in the shop in like the co-op or something if you brought yeah. a black flag to him he'd be like fucking love that game yeah yeah exactly that's so how good. i introduced this video too i started off talking about how <laughs> everybody knows this game and likes this yeah. game this is this is this is the this is the ac game that everybody has played at some point in their pretty life. much if yeah if you've touched video games you've probably played black flag it's like one of the widest reaching games that there is it really um, is to be fair it's fucking huge which is wild um, but I decided because I know it so well that I wouldn't just do the game I decided to take this video like really seriously and I created like a whole syllabus for myself <coughs> beforehand. Oh, and I've been sorry. like I've been reading a shit ton of, of historical books and some pirate fiction and uh, some some political stuff from, from John Locke who uh, was was you know a guy around sort of around the time of Black Flag that had a lot to say that I think plays into it. So I've sort of read all these different things and researched all this different stuff so that I can write it and make it all part of the script. And it's been quite a That's fun cool. process to be honest. I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, That's like a unique opportunity you get when making an AC video is to go into the history as well. Hmm. You've got an excuse to do that and like <clears> the political <throat> landscape at the time and stuff. Yeah, um, and it's it's I'm just really planning fun. on doing something similar for the AC AC one video, like the history of sort of you know the cities, cultures yeah. at the time, the war that obviously the crusade that was happening and stuff. Mm. It pads it out, adds more context. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I I kind of wish I'd done this with AC one. I wish I'd kind of done that, mm. but also at the same time, I guess my AC one video was already fucking long enough. Um, yeah, true. And it was like very focused on getting across a specific like message whereas with this I, I find the history of black flag is like so integral to black flag as a story because you've got like like piracy is such a prime setting for an assassin's creed game especially reading all the history about it like as i was going through there's this book by colin woodard called the republic of pirates which is really really good um which i, I recommend everyone should should check out which 
details the history of the golden age of piracy from sort of henry avery through to when woods rogers like sort of ended it all um but he was rogers classic guy yeah and so (laughs) there's a lot in there that you read about the real pirates where you're like oh there's so much precedent for like pirates and assassins are very close like ideologically the only difference is pirates act selfishly whereas assassins are selfless and so but you've still got this mad scramble and rebellion against like um you know uh, tyranny and sort of the more sort of authoritarian authoritarian sort of rule that was you know around at the time with like you know the king and everything um and so there's this really nice like mirroring of the two and i find that super interesting there's a really cool um account that i read which i think is really cool and i talk about in the video between um was it samuel bellamy or somebody else i can't remember Um, bellamy's a character you meet isn't he uh he's not in black flag i think he's mentioned uh, and he's in Assassin's yeah. Creed Pirates. He's actually an assassin. Oh, um, he's in Assassin's Creed Pirates. What the fuck you missed that? <laughs> it was some, some <laughs> mobile game. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the but there's this there's this exchange with him and this other captain where he says something. It's a really fucking good quote. Um, but he says something like, um, uh, "Fuck, I can't fucking remember what it is." Um, but <laughs> it is. Right. It's. A, but it is a really good quote, which yep. I think um speaks to sort of the uh the sort of the disparity um between uh the pirates and the upper classes like it's 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 really really interesting to read about all of this stuff um oh i found it i found it um sweet he said um he said uh you're a sneaking puppy and so are all of those who submit to be governed by laws which rich men have made for their own security they rob the poor under the cover of law and we plunder the rich under the cover of our own courage which i think is a great fucking line um honestly they missed the trick they could have put that in ac4 they could have they could have said edward say it that would have been sick actually that would have been a great line i mean Mm. i guess it is a great line regardless but there's some really good stuff and going through it and everything like i think this video is going to be really cool i really i just have really enjoyed immersing myself in all this stuff and it's it's made it so clear to me that black flag is like the setting is not just this it's not just so you can have a fun pirate game i mean it is that but it's like there's so much more depth to to it that just makes it really cool backdrop so interesting templar sort of struggle at at that time period yeah for sure and it it really plays into like edward's whole journey like the whole like blackbeard's whole thing about in a world without gold we might we could have been heroes is like such a great line because it's like yeah without like the what they're fighting for is right but it's like the 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 greed aspect of it is what held the pirates back from doing something really meaningful yeah but you see edward become an assassin it's like this you know this this really important moment and i think that's really cool but what a game I definitely can't wait Great to replay game. four, but um, mm-hmm. I was thinking last night I I really want to replay three soon and do a video on that. Interesting. I I was thinking like I've I've forgotten what I disliked <clears throat> so vehemently about that game. Like for many years we sort of decried it as the worst piece of anything ever. But I yeah. forgot why I dislike it so much or why I did at the time. I yeah. feel like if I play it again, I'll actually really like it. So. Mm. AC3 will be an interesting time to come back to because I genuinely haven't played that game in probably nearly oh, I don't even fucking know how long it's been it's been a long time 
Yeah, I think the last time <clears> I played it was when the remaster came out. I streamed it, which was 2019. God, uh, that was early 2019. So it's probably been five years since I last played it. Yeah, um, I didn't even. I haven't even played the remaster. Like the last time I played AC3 was the original. Yeah, that was God fuck. knows how long ago. So <clears throat> definitely looking forward to that. It could still be terrible. I might play it and just be like, "Yeah, this game is awful." But I remember there being some things in there that are actually really appealing. So yeah, I think there are some good like <clears throat> nuggets of of stuff in there. It's just a weirdly like misstructured game and weirdly paced and. It also does this weird thing where it focuses way too heavily on actual historical events rather than, like, using yeah. them to make a point. It just sort of has you play them. And it's like... It's like, I here's don't, the like, Battle of Bunker Hill. Yeah, it's like, what does this contribute? I, why is this... What am I doing? I'm going... Connor literally going wins the war and, for George Washington. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird one. But I think there are some there are some merits to, to, to AC3 for sure. Yeah, um, I think I the think Native I American harsh. stuff is quite cool as well. Um, and yeah. I'm going to try and be a little bit less harsh on Connor as well as a character this time around. I'm going to look at it with a fresh pair of eyes because we gave him a lot of shit, but I think there is some cool aspects of, of Connor's character as a protagonist, um, even if he is a little bit dumb sometimes. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see the what what I, what conclusion I come to when I play mm. it. Yeah, that'd be interesting <clears throat> for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah cool cool um well that's everything we're working is there anything else you've been playing in 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 the meantime that's like not for a video you've just been playing it um i spent a lot of time replaying the last of us games oh uh, yeah i saw you were for both tweeting that yeah yeah like i played you know the last of us part one on moderate difficulty just to get the, the platinum and stuff because you don't need there's no like grounded trophies but i played the last of us two on grounded God damn, it was amazing. It was so, so cool. Mm. Like, it just felt like I was playing a new game with how... Uh, well, it was, it was grounded permadeath as well, but it wasn't permadeath whole game. It was uh, per chapter, so right. I'd only lose, like, half an hour to, you know, an hour of gameplay at a time. But damn, it was just insane. Like, all the encounters just feel so, like, I don't know, anything can go just terribly at one minute. Um... Like in an instant, um, I'll, you know the, the Hillcrest chapter. Is that what it's called? No, Capitol Hill. That's what it's called. It's where you go into the TV station with Dina. Like you're on your way there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's this encounter where there's uh this library full of infected on your right, and on your left is a gas station filled with WLF soldiers. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if you're playing on moderate, you just like stealth them separately. But stealth is so ridiculously hard on grounded that you have to sort of you know. Come, come up with some sneaky ways of uh, getting your encounters finished. So I opened the door to the library and like threw a brick outside so all the infected came flooding out and just watched as they fought with the WLF and it was just so oh, satisfying. Cool. Like just yeah. this mayhem going on around me and I was just like sitting there watching it unfold. Mm. Um, but yeah, just Grounded was insane. It's so good. So yeah. many good moments. It just makes everything feel so much more rewarding. Yeah, I'll have to give it a go at some point. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it does point. kind of feel like bullshit at first because the stealth is insanely hard. Like uh, the first sort of com or the first stealth you get to do is Ellie uh, in Jackson with Dina when you mm -hmm. go into sort of like the shopping sort of center thing. I didn't, I sort of couldn't work out how the stealth works. Like I didn't know how to take out clickers and stuff because um, if you get too close to them, they'll uh, obviously hear you. 
and in Grounded, if someone's alerted to you, you can't grab them whilst they're in the alerted animation. You have to do it in stealth. Right. It kind of felt like bullshit at first, but you get used to it, and eventually you become an absolute stealth master. Mm. And yeah, really good. But yeah, that's it what I was playing cool. playing for a while. Got the platinum for that. I played Kena Bridge of Spirits, got the platinum for that. I've cleaned that up. Oh, it's a classic. Uh, it is a very good game. Yeah, yeah fucking it's a nice game. <clears throat> um, and then after that, I went back and played Final Fantasy 16 all the way through. Oh, yeah. For that so as well. yeah, you tweet about that too. Yeah, and it is, it is a great game. I can't believe you played it all the way through. Yeah. That sounds... I'd... Horrible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> it's better than you remember it. I remember when I was starting it, I was like, Ugh. I was like, I'm just doing this for the fucking trophy. But I really got back into the story again, and I was like, fuck, I like actually made me remember how good of a game it was. Hmm. Even if there's a lot of sort of schlop in between sort of the main big encounters. Yeah. Uh, like there'll just be some random quest sort of a main quest objective where some characters like go and kill this miscellaneous thing for me over here in Rosaria and come back and give it to me and it's like that's not a main quest <laughs> mission what is this this is like a side yeah. quest Yeah. but mo- for the most part the game's genuinely really good it hits all those character moments and I like it very much and it was fun cool. to get the platinum and I also played uh, Echo of the Fallen as well the DLC oh yeah the DLC I haven't played that it's, how was it? it's cool yeah it's, it's, the dungeon is really good the story is not very interesting whatsoever um because it sort of slots in just before clive goes to origin to fight ultima right um which is sort of weird because it's like you know the world's about to end ultima's in origin you know gathering his power they're like all right we've got to leave and then karen's like nah i've got these dark crystals that you've got to look into now and you go on this whole tangent uh, just before Ultima, weird, yeah. which is a bit weird. Like you can only unlock that quest line just before the end of the main story. Is there a reason for that? Uh, fuck knows. Why couldn't maybe, it have been done like twenty hours before? Maybe because some of the stuff the characters say throughout the DLC implies they have a, a, a larger understanding of Ultima, so it's like right. they could only have that knowledge if it was at this point in the story. Is that stuff um, good enough to? For that to be, like, eh. to have to have done that. Yeah, no, no, okay. it's not. The story right. really, like, honestly, the the DLC gets good when you get into the dungeon, and okay. you know, That's there's a really, really good final boss for it, which is really cool. But, but yeah, the story's not very interesting whatsoever. And I imagine it'll be the same for the next DLC they're doing, the whatever the fuck it's called, which will probably have Leviathan in it or something like that. Oh yeah, it no, does. Knowing yeah. them, um, which just. I mean, if if that's also set just before the end, then it's like, so they went on these two other separate whole adventures. Yeah, I think um, it would have to be set just before the end as well. I think it would have to be. Yeah. Because oh god, in Echoes of the Fallen as well, the reason why they go to oh, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not. Nah, yeah, you could spoil. It, I don't care. Uh, the reason why they go to the Fallen Ruins is because there's another Mother Crystal in there. Oh. But it's like it's like a fake Mother Crystal that the Fallen created. Um. And the fallen are the like the ancient people that aren't around anymore. Yeah, the ancient humans that are left over. Yeah, there's there's some really cool like technological aspects to the DLC. Um, that's fun. Shows the technology of the fallen a little bit. That's quite fun. But yeah, overall, it's just it's just not very interesting. Yeah, classic. <laughs> really classic cool dungeon though, for sure. Um, but, that's, um, yeah. but yeah, that's what I've been playing recently. Cool. Pretty that's much. Good. 
That's nice. I've sort of been jumping around from thing to thing since the beginning mm. of the year. I've played like a few different things, but I think main thing that I played recently that I finished was Dark Souls for the first time, which oh, was yeah. which was such a fucking good experience. And I'm, I'm glad Bloody I waited so long to play it because I don't think I would have enjoyed it that much if I played it, you know, a couple years ago or even a couple months ago. I think I really needed to have played Bloodborne to appreciate it bloodborne is the gateway drug <laughs> bloodborne the way that it's built and the way that it like it's it's a way more forgiving game in a lot of ways mm. um but it's also like it's just designed in such a way that like it just helps you understand how to play um yeah. <clears throat> and I, I i really appreciate that because when i came out the other end of bloodborne i was like okay i actually understand what i'm doing now like i get this properly whereas yeah in demon souls and elden ring i just didn't i felt like i was just bashing my head against a wall until i won whereas after bloodborne it was like i actually felt like i understood it all better so going into dark souls like dark souls was really easy to be honest Mm -hmm. um i didn't i never there wasn't really any point in dark souls where i was like genuinely struggling like i died to some bosses a few times the only real roadblock was ornstein and smo which um you know it's a classic (laughs) it is Um, yeah (laughs) but even then i did it relatively quickly and my run where i beat them was so cool too like i did it was genuinely really like elegant um but boy but yeah overall i didn't have a lot of trouble like the, the 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 toughest areas for me were like catacombs uh the depths was pretty fucked um blight town (laughs) see blight town i was like I didn't really have much much trouble with it, to be honest. It's just kind I, of depressing. It is quite easy. It's a very like, small area, a lot smaller than like yeah. you think it's gonna be. Yeah. Um. And it was, you know, it was pretty good. I got to the end. I was like, that was that was quite nice. Um. The only other one that was like a bit of a bitch was Tomb of the Giants, which is fucked. Mm-hmm. Like that is designed so fucked that they decided to put that in the game. Like I mean, the, like everybody knows this, but the whole second half of Dark Souls is way weaker than the first half of of dark souls like it loses all of that interconnected nature and it it relies a bit too heavily on gimmicks and stuff but it's still good like it's still good it's less of a metroidvania Uh, metroidvania Metroidvania loadout i was gonna say then layout (laughs) my favorite my favorite build in dark souls is the metroidvania loadout (laughs) it's so epic Um, but but no, it was great. It was a great fucking game that I just had so much fun with and the vibes were there and it was just like... I, I think it's one of those games where like, I felt it playing like AC1 as a kid. Um, as much as I loved AC1 when I was younger, um, like Akka always like made me feel fucking depressed. It always yeah. made me feel like shit. And like, I appreciate it way more now and I really like it, but yeah. I always felt like that's what Dark Souls would make me feel like. It would just make me mm-hmm. feel really depressed and I kind of just want to get it over with, but... I actually really enjoyed like sort of existing in the world and going through it there's this like it's obviously oppressive and like it's dark and everything but there is this sense of like hope that is just throughout the whole thing whenever you meet an npc or whenever you light a bonfire like there is this feeling of like oh man i did it um and it it, there is this like especially when you go back to firelink and you've got a bunch of different people there and all these (sighs) like you know people that become vendors and good old og firelink it's so good it's such a fucking good game um and i it loved is. it it's so great it's i imagine it's one that i'll replay down the line um, final boss is really cool as well with the oh Quinn, yeah or whatever his name is like the yeah yeah 
piano music in the background. Oh. Like he's swishing his flaming sword around. It's so good. It's so cool. Just the, the way of the like, first flame is such a fucking cool name as well. It's for an so area. good. Like you get there and it's just everything is just like it looks so like just decrepit. And you go you, when you yeah. enter the boss arena, like there's no cutscene like there usually is. Like it's just the the music begins to play. You start the fight. It's not that tough, you know. Yeah. And then Gwyn is gone and dies, and then you get to make your choice and do do the ending. And it's like. Yeah. It's just so powerful with how did subtle you it is. The flame. I did the dark ending, so I did Ooh. not. I left. Um, that's the I thing. That's the... actually the good ending, though. <laughs> Which? Uh, not linking the flame. Yeah. Well, I I think I mean I don't <laughs> think either are like good, but I felt like perpetuating the age of fire was like wrong. I just felt yeah. like I felt like the other one made more sense, and I think think that like. Kath or Karth or whatever his name is, the fucking serpent boy, um, <laughs> made, like, made a really good, <laughs> made a really good case for the the dark ending. So I was like, that's the one. I yeah. want to go with that one. It feels right. Um, I mean, relinking the flame just leads to like Dark Souls three, and once you play Dark Souls three, you'll fully understand why relinking the flame repeatedly is such a bad idea. Um, yeah. But in Dark Souls three, once you get around to that, it is like it's it's it plays more like Bloodborne. But it obviously feels more like a Dark Souls. I think it's got it's got weaker world like level design than Dark Souls One, but Dark Souls Three is a fucking masterpiece. I I love it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, oh. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, and I I think like I'm I think Dark Souls One. I I feel like it's going to be difficult for that to for that for that to be beaten. I just feel like it's yeah, like it is just such a fucking masterpiece. Dark Souls is just like. Just the, every time a level, like I got through it and I looped around back to Firelink in some way, every single time I was in awe. Like every single yeah. time, the way the world <laughs> is just layered in this just absolutely like nonsensical way that just makes sense is just so like mind-boggling. How so well eventually it's your brain puts the pieces of the different areas together, and you're yeah. like, oh fuck. It's this like, like it's so interwoven. Yeah, it's like it makes perfect sense, but no sense at the same time. And yeah. it's just this, this, this world that feels just like, just sort of, yeah, just put together in this such weird way. But it works so well, um, and it's just so great, really good. Also has great DLC too. The DLC areas for Dark Souls One. Is God, I've not played the DLC great. at all. It's really cool. It's really cool. And Artorius boss fight is sick. Oh, very cool. The boy, the Abyss Walker himself. Fuck, I've never played the Dark Souls DLC. I've never done the Artorius boss fight. Oh my god, it was great. I literally just know of him from, like, you know, lore videos and stuff. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's the real way to experience Dark Souls. Artorius in uh, Dark Souls 3. A A lot of the themes and, and, like the stuff brought up in Dark Souls One comes back around in Three, which is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to be oh, interesting. Obviously, Two is wait. like its own fucking random thing that's set like I guess in between Dark Souls One and Three. I mean, it's hard to tell when they're set because mm. Kingdoms rise and fall over like the sort of generations between the games. Yeah, and it's like a completely different world. I haven't played Two. Never played it. Yeah, it's the only Souls game that I haven't played, but. I definitely will get to it. Sekiro as well. You got you got to get onto eventually. Yeah. I do need to do that as well. I think my plan is I'm going to go through the Souls games, 
then I'm gonna play Elden Ring again because it's like the sort of this sort of, you know it's very close to being a Dark Souls game while obviously being, you know, its own thing. And I think it sort yeah. of will be this sort of like culmination point of like, hey, now I get, I've played all these Souls games, let's play Elden Ring and then I'll do Sekiro because it is so, you know, different in a lot of ways. It um, is. It's, it's, so, oh God. But it looks great. Is something special. It really is something very yeah. special. It looks, it looks really, really cool. I've always enjoyed the, like whenever I've seen footage of it, the whole, you know, obviously the parrying and that very fast paced nature of it, it reminds me yeah. a lot more of like a Kingdom Hearts in that it's it's so cool. in the way that it's like structured and I think that's gonna be, you know, pretty cool to to give it yeah. up at some point. Some of the hardest bosses in the series as well, for sure. Like the yeah. skill ceiling in Sekiro is insane. It's like yeah. not only do you have the parrying and stuff, but you've got like the shinobi tools that he can use and you switch them out and use which ones are better on certain bosses and you can upgrade them and oh it's really cool yeah you got the sounds, cool fucking what's sick. it called grappling hook as well oh yeah yeah yeah. the grapple hook and you've yeah there's a little bit like a and stealth like a stealth yeah stealth mechanic yeah. in there too like, there are yeah. there is there is bits and bobs of stealth in there um <coughs> which is quite cool mm-hmm. but yeah banger yeah for sure for you sure need to platinum that one definitely sekiro is on the list of games i want to platinum yeah <coughs> yeah cool bloody cool um yeah all right well i guess that's sort of the updates out of the way what we've been doing what we're up to plans and, yeah. and whatnot um i have a couple topics here a couple little things to talk about that have like come out or sort of been a topic of discussion over the last like couple of weeks or whatever yeah um the first one is the netflix avatar show <laughs> which i have tweeted about a bit because it's like uh, really Dreadful. really pissing me off it's really bothering me looks um, really shit really grinding my gears um have what have you seen of it have you seen the the, the trailer or just stuff on uh i haven't seen the entire trailer i've seen like isolated bits of it mm-hmm. i just don't really care for it at all like yeah. i wrote it off as shit so like, as soon as it got announced i wrote it off as shit to be honest because I just don't need live-action Avatar. I don't need no. it. I've got no. the animated series. It's like one of the greatest animated shows ever made. There's no yeah. topping it in live-action. Um, it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. Like animation yeah, is a valid medium to tell a story in. Why do we need? You don't see, you know, the opposite. You don't see a live-action show, a show or movie or whatever, and go, "Oh, let's turn it into <laughs> an animated one." Game why of Thrones, it... the animated show. Yeah, like, why does it have to be the other way around? And when they do do it, it's usually like a spin-off or a, like something that it makes sense to do that. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, it's weird that we always get these adaptations, these live-action adaptations of animated shows, when it's like, well, just what's wrong with it why does why do you need to do that like what's yeah, the point i just don't know i don't know why they went for an like they saw the movie and the success of the movie and they were like oh let's do that again but we'll make it a series this time yeah it just looks like shit i've heard things that i don't like about it just not yeah. interested in it at all it's yeah. just i'll probably watch it though just because i want to oh, see how no. bad it is i will not i will not be touching it i respect <laughs> I'll my watch, time like, the these first days episode <laughs> i can't do it i mean maybe it would be like maybe i could make a video on it but maybe what i'll do instead is just make true. a video on the original show true um, there's so much more to unpack there yeah it's just it's very odd like reading some of the the things they've said about it and it just keeps getting worse every time they talk about it like they've decided to get rid of all of soccer's sexism so now that's not an art yeah. he undergoes for some reason 
Like, yeah, it was all, it was quite <laughs> wholesome when you know there was that he finally learns from his mistakes and he like gets trained by the Kyoshi warriors and there's like you know he puts on the dress and like the the face paint and stuff and he doesn't feel embarrassed by it because he's like well you know not sexist anymore <laughs> yeah exactly and if if he just starts off like that then it's like what's the point the whole idea is that he has to learn a lesson and like that like that that sort of starts the trajectory of his whole arc that continues for all three seasons of the show like yeah. it goes from him being sexist and insecure in himself and like what it means to be a man to by the very end like you know you've got the you know when he when he crafts the the sword and everything like yeah, he finally so sort cool. of becomes the man that he's supposed to be that he didn't understand at the beginning of the show and it's just so meaningful and it's all yeah. started because of that you know because of of that and it also teaches a lesson there too where it's you know sort of a subversion of, of of that and everything i i don't know it's just such an odd thing to to change and deciding to yeah i, I mean don't it's know. like it's not like soccer you know he's a fictional fucking character he can be mm. sexist for like a few episodes before you you know let him you know go through his arc yeah, where he yeah. understands that that's wrong there's nothing wrong with that especially when you you're actively condemning it and it's <laughs> never played for like oh soccer's so right like it's always the opposite of that like it's always played that he's being an idiot and he's wrong and then he learns that himself and it's like that's meaningful that's good that's good writing why would you yeah seek to change that and stuff yeah, like what did they sweet. say they they removed katara's gender issues is what they said what is, i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know what the fuck that means I don't either know what that means. i think it's because she was a very motherly character she sort That's of holds Katara. the group together. Yeah, and it's wild because it was never that wasn't her only trait. She was also an incredibly powerful waterbender. Like there's nothing wrong with her also having that maternal side too. It's... It wasn't like it was a bad trait either. That's not a bad trait for someone to have. Yeah, I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know what their motivations here are. It's, it's I saw the really um... weird. Ang is also not going to want to veer off from his task and go oh, do the yeah. side quests they do. Like when they go and ride the big fish. Yeah, the, the big just not the in big it. Koi. Yeah, that's that's, that's removed great. now. Which is yep, that's a whole thing. And they're also doing an episode dedicated to the genocide of the air nomads, which is fucking oh, yeah. insane. That's I fucking finally crazy. get to see Master Giatsu killed. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is what oh, I wanted God. for so long. It's I always thought show us is his death. I think it's so much cooler they do it in the show. How when he goes to the air temple, yeah, he, he just finds Monkey Atsu's corpse, like yeah. surrounded and that's when he by Fire the, Nation soldiers. Activates the Avatar state, and Katara has yeah. to calm him down. It's a great moment. It's Maybe so though, like he activates the Avatar state and then has a massive flashback where he sees Monkey Atsu dying. <laughs> I don't need to see it. <laughs> nah, it's stupid. It's fucking it's stupid. It's so weird. It's like they took they like it's so it's it literally is like this whole sort of the way that modern media likes to to change things is they heard in the opening like credits when Katara says everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked and went, oh, do you know what? That should be a whole episode. We should yeah. explore that. It's like, no, it that line is fine. That's fine. That's all I needed to know. I never yeah. sat there watching the Avatar show and went, oh, but I would love to see how this happened. No, I, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. I can't think of anything less boring than just watching the Fire Nation massacre a bunch of people. It's like, <laughs> it's that's, so you pointless. use that for something so much more 
entertaining. Yeah, and it's so much more meaningful seeing the mark that they left on the world rather than seeing them make that mark in the first place. Yeah. Actually seeing the remnants, like when you go to the temple and everyone's <clears throat> dead and you have to experience the aftermath, that's so much better than just experiencing another war scene. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's seeing ha- seeing the effects on the normal people of the world in every nation and how the Fire Nation has affected everything. That means a lot more than just seeing the war and seeing them just blow stuff up with fire. Yeah, it's um, stupid. But you know, that's um, that's Terrible a whole show. show which See is... why the show, the original creators left. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they're that's... working on their own stuff, like the Korra movie and the Zuko solo film. And is those yeah, the, are else. they things? They were leaked. They not, I, have not, I have not heard this at all. I've not seen it, but I've not been. I've not been wired in to any. It's a couple years ago. I think. I. Th- I believe Zuko is getting his own film uh, set oh, after God. the events of um, what's it called, Avatar, and Korra is also getting a film as well. That's kind uh, of terrifying, but it could be good if, if it it's the original sick. creators. Then I believe they can probably do anything. Yeah, it's the original Zuko movie from Avatar Last Airbender Studio confirmed in January 2023, apparently. Mm. Well, I love Zuko. I mean, to be honest, just animate the <coughs> fucking comics where it's set after the yeah. show. I'd yeah. fucking watch that. Well, they're looking for Zuko's mother. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Just, just do that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, that could be cool. I mean, it's a thing that already exists, so it's not like they're just fabricating something for the sake of it. It's like, you know... Yeah, it's a story um, they wrote, like, a long time ago now. Yeah, and it'd be nice to see it realised as, a you know, an actual thing. It'd be um, nice to see the, the gang again, you know? Yeah, it, it would be cool. But I think most of all, I'd, I'm just really excited for whatever the new thing they make is. Whenever, like, yeah. when they do a new, you know, a new Avatar story, who's the new one they're going to focus on? And God, after Korra. And the only yeah. Avatar they can contact is Korra. <laughs> 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 because fucking Korra broke the lineage or whatever. She, like, fucking yeah. shattered whatever the fuck. It's like she can't speak to anyone anymore. Yeah, that is true. That so this new be... Avatar is just like, all right, this is just one woman. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder. I do wonder how they'll handle that or whether they'll just go in the opposite direction and be like, oh, one that was, like, ages ago in the past or something. They could do, yeah. Um, they maybe. Could. Who knows? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but, you know. Not interested in the Netflix show. Absolutely not. No, not at all. And it's terrible. The fuck uh, out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's that big piece of uh, news that was relevant to, you know, to me anyway. Um, it's, it's good. Loved but it. the other thing I wanted to bring up, and this is a big piece of news that I think is, is fucking mental, which is the whole Xbox um the death of xbox that we're currently seeing um what a bunch of xbox games are going over to playstation so basically what's going on is uh indiana jones starfield and whatever else the plans are for them to be coming to playstation um (laughs) they've also removed all of their xbox branding from a lot of these games too so it used to say like play it on xbox um an xbox game pass as well is now been just 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 being called game pass um and so it feels like xbox have realized there is absolutely no way they can they can compete and keep up with what sony are doing uh with the way that they develop triple a games because it's it is just i mean it's unsustainable for sony um, yeah, <laughs> like we saw in, in the Insomniac leak, like they're thinking of splitting Spider-Man three into parts because they cannot Ugh. make the money back because they spend too much making games. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and it's fucked. It, it's it looks it really feels like a repeat of what happened to Sega um, in the the early two thousands, um, uh, where, where you know they released the Dreamcast and they just sort of like just ended up becoming a third party publisher. True, um, yeah. And it does feel like that's the way Microsoft is going now. That we're gonna see, we're not gonna, we might not see another Xbox. That um, is a shame. I do like the Xbox. I mean. You know, the 360 was one of my favourite consoles. Yeah. It's a shame to see them go this way. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking bought Activision Blizzard for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the thing with that is, and I mean, it will be beneficial for them probably, is they're still going to make games. They just they just now don't have a platform that is just theirs, other than their subscription service being Game Pass. Um, but... So weird. So... That's fucking weird. What, so they're just going to have Game Pass for PC now? And, they're not and gonna probably PlayStation. Xboxes. Game Pass for PlayStation? I imagine they're going to do what EA does and Ubisoft have done. And if there's no more Xboxes and they don't have their own thing, then it's like, well, they'll just let PlayStation have Game Pass subscription on their platform too. Um, yeah, what Taking the fuck away not? all xbox like exclusivity just won't exist anymore because xbox play is Halo gone. on playstation well yeah that's another thing it looks like that's going to happen too like that's one oh, of the ones gosh. indiana jones starfield halo they're looking to bring those first of Jesus. all to playstation um oh, god which is just it it's genuinely mad to think about that we you know in a few years time it's really is going to be xbox is going to be gone as a thing it's just going to be you know microsoft game studios and their Game Pass subscription service, but Xbox is all gone. That's quite sad. Um, I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. And it's I like PlayStation's the competitive fault. nature. What are PlayStation doing? It's just because they make games it's, that are too good. <laughs> it's 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 because of what they've done to AAA games. Because you look at nobody can compete with PlayStation. It's just not physically possible anymore. Nah. They spent the entire PlayStation Four era building up all of these games. But then they just kept pushing it. And it's like, it sort of began, I guess, in a lot of ways with something like The Last of Us Part Two, I suppose. Trying to have mm. this, like, every little detail had to be the best in the industry um, in terms of, like, fidelity and everything. Yeah. And then you see them just do it with every new release. It's like, everything's got to be the best um, technical product there is. And yeah. nobody can keep up with it. Like like I said, not even Sony can keep up with it because at, at a point they're going to stop turning a profit on these games that cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. And so I don't know what's going to happen. Like I feel like something's going to give at some point. And this is Xbox bowing out. But what is Sony going to do? Because they can't keep making games like this. They're too expensive. So I, I, I have no idea. Like It's one of the reasons why they've started putting their games on PC because they need more money. Because they've yeah. got to turn a higher profit. So Maybe like, what, we'll see the end you know. of exclusivity at some point soon. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, that's really, I guess, one way that it's got to go. But without an Xbox, PlayStation can only put their stuff on PC, which they're already doing anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. And th there's rumors as no well. No more games. <laughs> no more games. It's over, actually, <laughs> uh, which might be a good thing. I don't yeah. know. I, their, their plan is to... It looks like they also... Despite Nintendo don't see Sony as a competitor or Xbox, like Nintendo have never, like, haven't for a while seen them as competitors, but yeah. Sony still clearly sees Nintendo as a competitor because they they want to put out a console that can rival the Switch. Um, Which they'll never do. Their own you know thing. And that's see, that's the thing. Nobody is buying a Switch over a PlayStation 
because it's better. They're they're buying it over a PlayStation because they don't want a PlayStation. Mm. So, like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, they you know they'll release a they might release a handheld that can play you know their their PS5 games or whatever, which would be kind of mental. Um, but if be, they yeah. if they do do that, then it's like yeah it exists and i'll probably buy it because that's pretty cool um but it's it's not going to compete with nintendo in the way that they think that it will i don't think no people aren't buying a switch because it's portable they're buying a switch because it has nintendo games on it yeah and it's 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 not like there is enough crossover there whereas with an xbox there is it's like people do think oh should i get an xbox or should i get a playstation because they do similar things they are competitors um whereas nintendo isn't like you're not buying a switch instead of a playstation like the only reason you would do that is because you actually want the switch more because they offer completely different things yeah um so it's it's an interesting one to see and i I just it's it's gonna be weird to see um you know what happens to i mean triple a game development in general but also sony as a publisher and a hardware manufacturer as well God, it's all in a bit of a bit of a pickle. It really it? is. It really is, and it's been it's been wild. And they're 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 revealing it all, like they're talking it through or something on the fifteenth. Which I hope this goes out before the fifteenth because I don't want to like this to be dated really badly. But um, <laughs> uh, they're doing it in a podcast for some reason. Like it's not like even like a like a press event or anything. They're doing a podcast segment where they discuss the future of Xbox. Which is kind of kind of weird, but God, what if they're afraid of like fan reactions? They don't want to do it live. They're like, fuck it. We'll I think it in, they like, probably, yeah, I think they probably are a little bit worried because why? Like you know, what what would push you to do this other than they physically can't turn a profit anymore and it's not worth their time to make consoles because PlayStation have just like, oh you man, know, that's so sad. Beat them out of the whole game market but it's kind of crazy too because it's like sony in that way is just becoming this huge monopoly in the video games industry they're becoming the disney of video games in that they every game is going to be on a playstation you can play every game on playstation except for nintendo um and so it's like like, pc exclusives which is very rare but yeah and so there's there's no reason not to get a playstation and it's like it's it is just wild and i think i think it's like you know you see every time a new game releases from a triple a third party publisher everyone will compare it to a sony exclusive game you know you get people comparing it to ghost of shima or uh, the last of us something like that and it's like yeah nobody can keep up nobody can make games on the, to the same scale and fidelity that yeah sony there'll, do. there'll be like 20 million videos on twitter of people like shooting puddles in the last of us 2 and comparing <laughs> it to a new game being like yeah, it's not fucking good is it shit yeah and it sucks because it stifles creativity and it harms the entire triple a industry because Sony just have too much money and can pump in so much to create these games. And it's it's just, you know, you look at you look at a company like Ubisoft, in 2009 they were making industry defining games. Mm. In 2024 they absolutely cannot keep up. Their games are dog shit. They yeah. look terrible, like graphically, <laughs> mechanically, all of it is just they're just slipping back every single time they put something out they cannot keep yeah. up with the way the industry is moving um 
And nobody. And that's can. one of the biggest studios as well with the most money. Ubisoft's insane, like huge. exactly, exactly. And you, you even look at you know you look at EA and what they've put out. Their 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 output has been so much lower than it used to be, and it's because I think they're trying to keep up with Sony, but they can't. And yeah. you look at something like Jedi Survivor, and it's a great game. But people are still going to compare it to stuff that Sony have put out and be like, well, it's not as mm. good. And it's like, no, it's not, because nobody can keep up. And I just think you're going to see this like, fucking implosion at some point. where maybe, maybe out of the ashes of the video game industry, there'll be a bunch of indie developers that pick up the pieces. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was good. thinking about. Like, if Sony crumbles under the weight of what they've built, then we'll be left with nintendo and just a bunch of indie developers and maybe we'll just see video games like reset and start yeah, again yeah, it'll be like the reset of a universe yeah <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see where things go in the next couple of years god damn it I, I don't want sony to crash i got loads of platinum trophies all right i need, I need them to be good for more years all right so I can brag <laughs> about them that's true i've spent I, too many hours getting them <laughs> i i do wonder like how they're going to cope with it though because like they can't keep making games that cost as much but at the same time if they make games that are not as detailed as what they've done before people will pick up on it because that's their thing is making the a game that pushes forward graphics and stuff mm. and realism and so it is it is just completely unsustainable so i don't i just don't know how to start charging more for games I, suppose. I mean yeah that's the thing charging more for games and like their plan would potentially with spider-man 3 which is splitting them into parts um, I would rather just pay more instead of just split. Don't split it into fucking parts. I fucking would fans. rather they just don't try to push the envelope with every game. Because sometimes you just don't yeah. need to. Yeah. You know, like, maybe improve some of the gameplay aspects, but it doesn't need to reinvent the wheel when you're creating a sequel to something. Yeah, and some you know? things don't need to be the most graphically realistic thing ever. And don't get me wrong, it's really fucking cool when you do that. Like, The Last of Us Part Two is incredible in its detail and realism and simulations of you know liquids and whatever else is in there like it is it's incredible yeah. but you don't have to if it's going to be such a big problem that either we're going to have to be playing paying a lot more money or you're going to have to split it into parts so i'm going to have to pay like 120 dollars for you know a, a one game because i've got to buy it in parts or whatever um, yeah yeah it's fuck fuck off with that shit Let's get simpler games. Yeah. Maybe stylized simpler games, games. You know, simpler art games. Styles. Yeah. This is an opportunity for more creativity instead of everyone going for photorealistic blockbusters. You know, maybe we can dial it back a little bit. Yeah. More to the sort of era of like you know, sort of in the middle of the 360 era where games weren't this crazy, like, I don't know the word. Like, they're such a scale now compared to like back in the day. Like you think of a game like The Saboteur. Yeah, there were games like that coming out all the time back in the day. Whereas now it's like everything's so massive mm. and so expensive and so grand that comes out. You don't get any of sort of those middleweight games anymore. Yeah, it feels like <coughs> a lot of those games because the Saboteur was a triple A game, but it doesn't so feel wild. like it <laughs> no, in today's it <laughs> in today's like landscape. It feels, it feels like definitely it like a you know one of those one of those middle 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 of the road. You know, it's not an indie game, but like it's you know sort of in the middle there. It's like AAA games have kind of killed either either you're an indie game or you're a big AAA game. It feels like we've lost yeah. those double A like middle releases, um, and so 
it's just like i feel like it's just gonna get worse because and it's also it's affecting all games because everything releases broken and unfinished now because nobody has yeah. the time or money to polish things to the level that they need to to compete with what triple a games are like supposed to be yeah and so like you get the suicide squad which is the live you know, service model. all fucked up and yeah they have to make them live services because they need to make the money back on the games that cost way too much to develop and yeah. so everything is just just like it's like cannibalizing it's itself it is crumbling and triple a gaming is just fucking cooked damn and it it's all the last of us fault yeah it is i Fuck mean the last you, of us you got you got to remember and this is crazy to think about the last of us won games weren't like that before the last of us won games no. were way more video gaming not often yeah. did you get games that were like the last of us won until yeah. that happened and then afterwards everything was like the last of us won yeah everyone's trying to go for that story sort of movie-ish sort of thi- yeah. oh, to be fair Cinematic. ghost of tsushima that's the game that didn't have like a budget of like 60 million or something like that it was a super small budget for ghost of tsushima yeah i think it, it was a lot a lot smaller compared to compared what to what sony was studio spending in. their money on then because um, if you can make ghost of tsushima for that little yeah i mean, uh, I mean you know it costs like 500 million dollars to make halo infinite <laughs> that game fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. I don't know if that was true. I feel yeah, like that, that might was, not be true. I feel that like might, that was that not true. Hyperbole. But it was well, reported. It was but... reported, but it might be fat fucking cap. Um, but yeah, the last was part two was was two hundred million dollars to make. That's which insane. Was mental, and nobody can really afford to do that. Um, but they're still trying to compete nonetheless, and so it's just very messy. It's just it, the whole thing is a big mess, and so and Xbox have clearly realised they're like we can't, we just can't keep doing this. It's not possible for us. We're gonna lose money. Um, so they just decided, you know, pretty much it looks like they're just gonna pull out and put stuff slowly, like you know, stagger releases. And it's like, oh, you know, Indiana Jones will come out first on Xbox, but six months later it'll be on PlayStation. Um, and Starfield's gonna be on PlayStation once the DLC's out. Um, oh, that's and... I'll fucking take that. You know, but get the platinum and get the platinum on Starfield now. <laughs> you have, you are sick. You are mentally ill. You need help. I love trophy hunting. Oh my god! Well, you're gonna love Final Fantasy VII Rebirth then when you go and you you beat 500 epic fiends across the map so that you can get what? The, the epic trophy. What does that mean? I love that. I love that shit. Even yeah. if I have to farm the same enemy like a hundred times, I love that shit. Oh you know, God. it lets me turn my brain off and listen to a podcast. I could just fight. Yeah. Well, that's definitely what you'll be doing playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's for sure. Yeah. Turning your brain nah, off. Is definitely... It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great game. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. And it's gonna make you see that I love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I would go. Oh my God! I love Zach so much. I would start crying when Zach shows up on screen. Can you? Can you not wait to unlock and unfog the map with sixty to to seventy remnant wave towers? What is it? open world unfog yeah. the map what? yeah you unfog the map with remnant wave towers and then you go and do the side quests and collect the crafting materials Fuck. it's a remnant wave tower yeah exactly what is a remnant wave tower that's a really good really good question well, so um, it's not hub based like seven remake uh no no it's 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 uh yeah it's a whole big seamless open world that oh. has it's like these zones are connected by areas but it's still there's still these big open spaces like you've got the Juno region mean. and the Nebel fucking region wasting and the money. Cosmo Canyon this is region. why video games aren't sustainable they're fucking wasting money making an open world 
doesn't need to be an open world. Just create a little little fucking hub I can run through with fun music. I'll be you happy. can you can make a world feel open without it actually being open. You can do a linear game that like feels still gives you the sense of scale that you could I mean that's what Final Fantasy seven is. Like it's not an open world game, but it feels so free when you yeah. finally get out of Midgar. But it's like conveyed in such a different way. Um but Ugh, open yeah. world. I can't believe they've done that. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's also the Queen's <sighs> Blood uh card game now in Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Ooh, um, what? Card which game. Is, yeah, I thought you'd like that, you fucking bitch. It's like um, Gwent. <laughs> yeah, every game needs it now. Every game needs it. I'll take it. This is what Final Fantasy Seven was all about. Um, no, I will also eat up the card game as much as I I'm going to be a complete hypocrite. I'm going to I'm going to criticize it, and then I'm also going to you know exactly well, I spent uh, play many, the shit out of it. Many um, an evening playing Triple Triad on Final Fantasy fourteen. So, sure but I this. also am mentally ill. So exactly, you know, that's just me. Um, I reckon I'll like Rebirth. I'm sure you will. I'll have a good time with it. I'm planning on replaying seven and getting the platinum soon. <laughs> Yeah, wait, 7 is in 7 or 7 is in the bad uh, seven one? 7 remake. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. Oh, I'll um, play those old games at some point. Who cares about who cares about Final Fantasy 7? Final Fantasy 7 is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a masterpiece. It's a fun time. It changed time with it. video games forever. It changed well, my life. Quite, it did a lot. It changed JRPGs forever. It is a beautiful game. And it's being massacred, but that's okay. Um, it'll be. I can't wait to go do all the viewpoints and then fight all the fiends and then um, the use a chocobo boss. to find two buried, um, two treasures buried by rabbits. That's going to be really cool. Is that? Um, that's is that one the of the. Gameplay? It's one of the trophies. I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, they've um, released the trophy list. Okay. Uh, no, it got leaked. Oh, okay, okay. Um. You can also gather bury. world intel at 50 separate locations, so that's really cool. Gather um, world intel. Yeah. Every single world region has a proto-relic as well that you have to obtain. What's a proto? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of this is. Proto-relic. Oh, I can't wait to collect all, all 100 proto-relics. It's crazy how I've played Final Fantasy VII and I'm reading these trophies and I don't know what any of it means. Um, <laughs> it's okay um, find Betty's cats if only that were a trophy god <laughs> man rebirth makes me yearn for remake <laughs> that's how I feel right now and it's crazy because if you watch my if you watch me play 16 and watch me play rebirth you'd probably think I like 16 way more and that's not true I think rebirth is going to be a lot better than final fantasy 16 mm. um, mm. I just care more because i like final fantasy 7 so much i don't care as much about final fantasy 16 so yeah it's not like 16 is a remake of something that came before it's no it's just its own thing it's just its own thing and that's fine and it has issues but like whatever i just don't care enough about it and i do think rebirth is going to be better especially on like a gameplay front there's a lot of like cool stuff in there um i think yeah, for me like it's party it's... aspects stuff like that yeah yeah compared to 16 i think it's just for me it's not that I think uh, Rebirth will be a badly made video game. I don't think it will. I just don't think any of it should be in the Final Fantasy VII. It just feels wrong, and it just feels yeah. like it misses the point. And it, it's difficult for me to explain it because people just don't get it. They're just like, oh, it just doesn't matter. It's going to be great fun. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But 
It's the same. It's the same way I feel about AC One, where it's like if people wanted AC One remade, I'm sure they would want side quests and this and that. And it's like that's not the point. It's not the point. That'd be awful. Yeah, it's like that's I don't the only need way. Altair doing side quests. <laughs> exactly, it would not improve the game. People would think it would because more content means better, but it it wouldn't. Like that's the only way I can try to rationalize it for people that maybe maybe don't get my perspective is that. If you're a big fan of Assassin's Creed and you understand Assassin's Creed 1, imagine if they remade Assassin's Creed 1 but it played like Valhalla or Odyssey or something. Or even if it played like, you know, Brotherhood. It would still be wrong because that's not (laughs) the point. It's not the point of those games, you know? You had like Assassin Tombs in the AC1 remake. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it it makes no sense. It makes no sense. AC1 is focused for a reason. That's the point. And it just, everything else detracts from it. It's a very linear game, Uh, AC1. It's just set in large spaces. Yeah, which exactly. took me many years to realise, but it is not an open world game, really. I mean, no. it is. But it it is in a sense, but it's not. It's very similar to like a Mafia 2 in yeah, that regard, exactly. or an LA Noir. Yeah. Um, where it's like the world exists there, but it's not a traditional open world game. In yeah, the, like you're you, always you know. focused on your objective. You're not veering off and doing other stuff, like ever. The only yeah. side content in that game is Templars and fucking. Um, Flags, flags which everything I, else is useful uh, yeah. for the main i would story. say they shouldn't have been in the game either those templars and flags yeah, they pointless. shouldn't have been in the game which they weren't pointless. originally they weren't intended to be in the game um but i think it was like one of the game dev sons played it and like they wanted it so they last minute put in the flags and the templars or something um yeah it's fucking stupid which is yeah stupid they shouldn't have been in the game it it, it, it adds nothing and it I would mean, you could even argue out, but... that the informer missions could have been taken out as well and replaced with something else and it would have made it better yeah uh, the you probably could have adjusted suck. those <laughs> potentially it's 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 an interesting one i think i i've always found the best investigations are the eavesdrops interrogates and uh pickpockets those are the, yeah, the best 100%. ones i think the informants yeah. are like there's an element of like I-, I like how it works to like characterize how the assassins view Altair across the course of the game. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. The missions themselves are like whatever. Very I mean, gamey. Some of them are fun. I-, I I like some of them, especially towards the end of the game. There's like this strategy for as you go around. It's like how do you you know how do you take out the set of of guys the best way that you can. Oh, I-, I quite God. enjoy that. Really fucking tough one in Jerusalem just before the Maria sort of assassination mm. it's fucking horrible it's like those drunkards or those mentally ill men everywhere smashing mm. you up and stuff and it's like fucking hell I'm just trying to assassinate these lads yeah. leave me alone I, I got fucking stuck it happened to me last night I literally it was uh, there was like seven Templars I had to assassinate for this informer mission I took them all out and I was climbing a box and as I was doing the running animation up the box one of those fucking dudes smacked me and I fell <laughs> And like lodged inside the box and couldn't get up or move or anything, so I had to close the game and go back into it again. Oh, that's that is. Classic. And I had to restart the fucking mission. Oh. That is classic. AC one does have some jank. Usually, it's not. Usually, it's actually perfect, but it does have some jank. It is very good. Um, did you know? I, I didn't say I didn't include this in my video, so you could you should include this in your video. Um, oh. Is the uh, those guys those like deranged men? They only show up after you assassinate Garnier. They they're not in the game before that. Oh, um, so it's so like after it's, yeah, it's showing your impact on the world. Yeah, and like, like they're now just roaming the streets. They're not yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. 
And so it's That's like, really actually, you did cool. make a negative impact on the world by killing him. It's like, yeah, he had to die, but at the same time, like, you haven't actually helped the people that are left behind now. So it's like this, you know, and, and then they, they, yeah. they then actually fuck you over when you're playing. Yeah, they and so it's like, do you yeah. in. Yeah, you have this has like a tangible effect on your own progress. I think that's that's really very cool, cool. But I didn't include it in the video because I didn't know that until after the video, um, <laughs> and I got I'll comments saying putting it. that in. Yeah, it's a good, it's cool, it's a cool detail. That is. There's so much um, sort of research I've got to do on AC1 though, like the emails as well. Fucking hell, because I'm going to be going through all the emails in my video and just oh, the emails. I need yeah, to piece I, I, them yeah, together. I did, I did that too. Um, there's some really fucking cool stuff. I miss when Abstergo was like like a faceless corporation it almost felt like it was like something from like scp or something like that where it was mm. like this super secret organization that was like handling stuff behind the scenes and like not really anyone knew about them but in you get to like black flag it's like they're an entertainment company and it's yeah. like it's fucking shit yeah black flags modern day is fucking horrific like actually <laughs> genuinely atrocious in so many ways and it really bothers me how bad it is um <laughs> it has some God. positives there are some positives but overall they had the right idea rough. with the mystery and the uncovering the mystery by exploring the office and interacting with stuff it was yeah. it was very cool but the issue is that there's no emotional connection for you because no. like who am i who am i playing as what is their motivation why are they doing this <laughs> yeah like, uh, yeah and it's never they never speak they never say a single word in the entire game no like, your character it's so odd. It's like the only reason I can think that this person in this office would be hacking these computers is if they were a really big fan of Assassin's Creed, the video yeah, game. Yeah, they played the the previous three yeah. installments, or four, I guess, and they were like, wow, I need to uncover the secrets of what happened to Juno. Yeah, I need all the lore. <laughs> they really need Assassin's Creed lore for some reason. It's like, why are they doing this? They just got their new job. Stop hacking things. What the yeah, fuck are just, you doing? Just fucking, just fucking play... The cool pirate game and get paid for it like why are you doing this why aren't they reporting john from it at the first like uh, john the first IT. time they notice like if, imagine if you got a new job and the it guy contacts you and goes oh go hack this computer for me would you do it or would you go to your manager and go yeah i don't know about this guy in it i think he's a bit dodgy he just asked he me, wants to, hack. me to hack your like, system <laughs> what the and he, lo he also looks on? just like this dude in the anima so i don't know why <laughs> he looks just like him that is true that's classic oh the sages the classic how did sages. he get a job in the absurd he's clear he's a sage how did they how did abstergo not know that he was and be like well, you're not getting a job as a fucking that's a really a fucking, really uh, good question i'm getting a job with us you're going in the fucking test tube so i can test you yeah how'd they not know that he was a sage they just must be really fucking bad at their jobs well i guess it's because nobody knew about sages until you play assassins through four black flag and then they're oh, introduced yeah. i true. guess true but then but then like torres and everyone knows about sages because they're tracking them down so did that information just get lost across they time go, oh has anyone ever told you you look like uh, Woods Rogers, the pirate? <laughs> no, <laughs> Woods like, Rogers no. is not. Woods Rogers is the the guy that hun hunted the pirates. Bartholomew Roberts is the one. Why are they who both is the sage? <laughs> They're not. W Woods Rogers and Bartholomew Roberts. Oh, those are different names. Those <laughs> <laughs> are not the same name. Shit. <laughs> oh, it's been God. many years since I played this game. These games, all right? Fuck off. Oh God. Oh. Jesus Christ.
But but yeah. How are we talking about Black Flag again? How's that? Um, but yeah, that's uh, Assassin's Creed One to me is the same as uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Oh yeah, um, we were talking about that. Yeah, there's another one. There's another game that I feel is really similar to me, where I'm like, oh, this is really everything in the game is so purposeful and intentional. Resident um, Evil. I don't think it's Resident Evil. Uh, uh... Actually, I think it's Dark Souls. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Oh. I think it's Dark Souls. Dark Souls, Final Fantasy VII, AC1. Those are the games where I'm like, everything in this game is so purposeful. That's why Elden Ring, bad. Nothing was a mistake. Nothing. No single <clears throat> thing was a mistake here. Every single thing was on purpose. And I'll tell you what was a mistake. The fucking Capra Demon fight in Dark Souls 1, that was a fucking mistake. I beat him <laughs> I beat him <laughs> my first try really easily. I had to fucking cheese it. I had to like sit in the corner so he'd like fall off the edge and keep coming up the stairs again. I just two fucking dogs with him. Weirdly, weirdly, I just accidentally became really overpowered by like in Dark Souls. I, 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 but I wasn't like grinding or farming. I just was playing the game, and I just, I was just really powerful. I beat the uh, Bell Gargoyles. It took me a combination to beat both of them. I think it took me like six hits, and they were both dead. Oh fuck! Jesus Christ! I don't know. It just, I was just playing the game. I don't. I have no idea how I got so powerful. Um. Damn. But respect you your skills real well. It was, you know, it was it was good. I mean, I've just sort of pumped a lot into dexterity at the start, Classic. and then I, I pumped up my endurance and stuff, and got Havel's ring, and then I just was wearing like you know way heavier armor than I was probably supposed to, so I was able to tank shit too. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was great. A good time. Really I love Dark Souls. Um, Needs to replay it at some point. But yeah, but yeah, those are all the topics that I had anyway. I don't know if you came Sweet. prepared with anything. Um, yeah, I sent them in the Discord. There's oh, three news articles that I found okay, on Sky News. Amazing. Amazing. And they're great. Are these all from this them, year? Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, they're all they're all recent. Okay, cool. Oh my god, fantastic. Alright, uh this is uh the Foxhole segment. This is Down the Foxhole. Yeah. Welcome. I have the little I have the little jingle that I'll play here. Oh 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 down the foxhole. Which what was, was the jingle? It was uh, you go. <laughs> it's you go. It's you like howling or something. You go. Oh, like, bow, 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 down a foxhole. That was... <laughs> what? Why <did> I howl? Foxes <laughs> the... don't even howl. That's that's the thing. Wait, hang on. I'll will send it to you. I, what I have the. What is wrong with me? I have the audio file here. Um... Oh shit! The last thing I googled was a bull nakud. Nakud. He's my favorite. Um, my favorite man. He's my favorite target in the game not a um, big fat man there you go there, there it is in in discord chat that's the jingle okay let me listen oh, 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 oh okay 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 it's like a little barking sort of thing yeah it's like a little fox sound i don't know what like they're not barking though because they don't even bark <laughs> they, do that, they do that weird like that weird like oh yeah i suppose like a kind of like a scream yeah, foxes. Oh god, when you were around the other day, when you guys came around and Sora was making loads of noise. Yeah. I thought it was a baby downstairs. <laughs> or like or like a cat had somehow got into the house or something. I don't know what the yeah. fuck was going on. Oh no. And I was Sora's like on Discord a... with my friend and he was like, George, do you have a baby in your room? <laughs> yeah, that's just what he's like. He loves he's to squeal fella. and scream like a little Ew. bitch. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Alright, okay. Um, Alright, down the story. 
Dog rescued from shipping container in Texas port after being trapped for at least eight days. Whoa. Little doggy. Connie sure. the contain <laughs> the container. I thought that was gonna be his breed then, but no, it's it's not a breed. It's <laughs> the container. That's my favourite dog breed. <laughs> container. That could be a dog breed. Yeah, yeah he's actually true. a Belgian container. <laughs> <laughs> a Belgian container. That's, that's that is... it, it does sound like a dog breed. It does sound a bit like a dog breed, yeah. I'll give you that. Um Connie the container dog was heard barking and scratching at the walls of a container at a port in the Houston-Galveston area by Coast Guard inspectors, who then had to get it lowered by a crane before she popped out. A dog trapped in a shipping container at a Texas port for at least eight days has been rescued. A group of Coast Guard inspectors were randomly inspecting shipping containers at the port in the Houston region last Wednesday when they heard barking and scratching coming from a container high up in a stack according to the US Coast Guard. The container was about 25 feet in the air and had to be lowered by crane before the dog, which rescuers have called Connie the Connie the Belgian <laughs> container, <laughs> could be freed. <laughs> Sharing an update on social media, the USCG said, when they lowered the container and opened the door, a dog popped out. This sweet girl was trapped in that container for at least a week and was tired, hungry and very happy to see her rescuers. The Coast Guard members gave her water and brought her to a local animal shelter for further care. U.S. Coast Guard officials determined Connie, who was dirty and skinny when she was freed, had been trapped for at least eight days with no food or water. Oh my god, how'd she survive? She's based. Eight days? Is that even physically possible? Yeah. I mean, it must be. If it she must be because it, it happened, she had some but... form of water, maybe she was able to lick something up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. She's a crazy dog. The organization's Facebook account said the container was from the Houston-Galveston area, but it's not known precisely where. It was filled with scrapped vehicles, though thought to be most likely on their way to be sold for parts overseas. Officials believe Connie was therefore most likely in a car in a scrapyard before it was picked up. Oh yeah, I was just thinking that for a second then. Um, if she hadn't been found by the inspectors, they added, it would have most likely been another week before the container Connie was in would have arrived at its destination by cargo ship meaning she would have been without food or water for two weeks. Oh and that means she would have died. Yeah, that's She's so are. cute. Look at that picture of them holding her. Look at her. She's so sweet. What a sweet girl. The marine inspectors took Connie to the Pasadena Animal Shelter before she was transferred to the care of a forever changed animal rescue representative on, representative on Friday. FCAR says Connie weighs 30 pounds, which is slightly underweight, and has tested positive for heartworm, a oh. serious disease among pets caused by a parasitic worm and will need treatment. Oh. The rescue group, which is based in Virginia, said Connie would be flown to Manassas, Ma Manassas Airport on Tuesday, from where, from where she will be head she, where, 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 from where she will head straight to the vet for a full examination. The group will then start work on finding the amazing home that she is so deserving of. It is added that she is incredibly sweet and very shy and scared of her new surroundings, as to be expected. What oh, damn. There's a little video of her at the top as yeah, well. There is. It's 21 seconds. What it just be a fucking slideshow? It's like forever to buff. Oh, wait, it is a full oh, no, video. No, it is a thing. All right, count, count, count us. All right, three, two, one, play. Ow, ow. Yeah, fucking hell, she's going wild. Oh, oh she's oh so high God. up. Hi, Bobby. Oh. Hi, Bobby. Oh. Hi, Bobby. Oh. Hi, Bobby. Oh. 
Oh my gosh. She's so cute. Oh, look oh at her little face. Oh my god. The poor dog. Eight days. Imagine being in there for eight days. Experience. Yeah, Jesus Christ. God, and she was still trying to get out. <coughs> oh my gosh, that's awful. Yeah, I'm glad she doesn't right, have like, the mental capacity to sort of go insane during that time. Yeah. Oh my god. Bless her. She's a happy, happy dog. Arr, 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 arr. It's a fun story. Yeah. Well, at least she lived. It would be a very yeah. bad story if she died. Yeah, good thing she's alright. That's good. Bless her. On to the next one. Okay. Uh, this one's mental. I haven't read... I've not read any of these. Um, okay. I just picked the most fucking mental-sounding ones, and this one certainly sounds unhinged. Okay. Pigeon suspected of being Chinese spy released by police in India after being detained for eight months. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They detained a pigeon for eight months <laughs> in prison because <laughs> they thought it was a Chinese spy. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't tell that it was a pigeon. <laughs> Detectives suspected the bird was involved in espionage after it was captured near a port in Mumbai. It was found with two rings tied to its legs featuring words that appeared to be Chinese. It was mm. fucking It was iced out. A pigeon accused of being a Chinese spy has been cleared by police and released back into the wild. The bird was detained by... How could it be a Chinese spy? I don't know how that even works. Yeah, or is I'm it going to come sure. back and tell its owners what it saw? Well, to Can't be fair, speak. pigeons, that's the thing they do, isn't it? They they, they can speak. return and, and stuff. But maybe it, would, maybe it was so that, like, maybe... It sends it sends a message. Someone takes the message, and maybe they give a message back to the bird, and then it takes it back to the Chinese. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that could. But happen. how could it? How far away is India from China? That's a fucking um, long. I mean, long, it is long quite journey. a long way, but a very long journey for a lone pigeon to make. Yeah, and but they do lost. they do do that though. Like in the World War and stuff, you they'd be sending them across the ocean and stuff, right? Like from you England to France and things. Is it not just right? like something they would do? I don't know. To be honest, maybe. I just thought it was something they used to like send a message to someone like the a a borough near you when you're in London. It's like I can't be asked to walk there. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Because like I can't imagine a pigeon even doing like a like a message between two cities. uh, You know, let alone across like a continent. (laughs) That's such a long journey. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'm underestimating them though. Maybe 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 they could do that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. How how, how far, far carrier can pigeons carrier <laughs> pigeons fly? Uh, Seven hundred miles in a single day, but are capable of flying far further if their journeys are broken up. Jesus Christ! Oh, that's that's quite far. That's really it? far. Yeah. Seven hundred miles in a single day. Yeah, that's wild. The love, if that is the right word, they feel for their homes is so acute they will sometimes die for it. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe I'm. I maybe I fully misunderstood. I guess that they do have the capacity to be a Chinese spy. Maybe they could do. Yeah. That's mental. Um, okay. The bird was detained by officers. After it was captured, I love how they say detained. <laughs> it was detained. Like, they put its had... wings behind its back. <laughs> put fucking wing cuffs on it. Uh... Um, it was captured in May last year near a report in Mumbai. News agency Press Trust of India reported it was found with two rings tied to its legs. Yeah, why is this fucking article just repeating shit? 
Detective suspected the pigeon was involved in espionage. Wait, wait, okay. Have I already read this? I already read that, didn't I? I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going insane. Oh, maybe. It's, it's, yeah, I was it's not. It's too. not repeating stuff. It's me repeating stuff. I'm so sorry. What Sky the hell? News. Oh, yeah, you got to, however, eight months in captivity. At a merge, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, eight months after eight months in captivity, it emerged that the creature was an open-water racing bird from Taiwan, which had escaped and flown to India. Oh. Police then approached the bird's transfer to the Bombay Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, where doctors set free the falsely accused avian on Tuesday. <laughs> <Avian>. Falsely accused. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeons have been inspiring and, and combat throughout history combat <laughs> what <laughs> like Valiant the fucking animated film with oh, fat yeah. pigeon played by Ricky Gervais holy shit what a movie um pigeons have been used in spying and combat throughout history including by UK forces in the first world war and second world war to deliver messages a pigeon called Gustav brought the first news of D-Day back to the UK after a correspondent wrote a report and attached it to the bird while landing on Sword Beach in Normandy in 6th of June 1944. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It flew over the English Channel. See? I was right. Back home. I know my thing about... I know my stuff, you know, when it comes to... Maybe that was Valiant. That's what it's based on. It's based on... Based on this... This happening right here. The... the, Based uh, on a true story. The Chinese one. No, no, Gustav. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It must be. I don't really remember the film, to be honest. There's a lot of fighting in it, actually. I feel like it's just World War Two, but if birds were people instead. No, because there like are people. Think... Are there not? I don't think there's people in Valiant. Valiant. Oh, no, no, not the word, just the movie. It's not famous enough. humans in Valiant? Um... Oh, like... yeah, no, there's not. I Yeah, I... yeah no, because you've got this guy is like wearing a Nazi uniform, and he's a bird. So, <laughs> he's just a really patriotic bird. They must be stand-ins for humans that for aren't people. actually humans. Yeah. What a Weird. fucking shit movie. Weird fucking movie. Um, India has also previously detained the birds uh, over security fears. In 2020, suspicious police in Indian-controlled Kashmir captured a pigeon that belonged to a Pakistani fisherman. An investigation found the bird was not a spy and had simply flown across the border between countries. In 2016, another pigeon was detained after it was allegedly found with a note that threatened, threatened Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. <laughs> the, pigeon was, the pigeon wrote it itself. The pigeon it threatened the Indian Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> why, are there, why, why is he with the Indian... Why are they fucking arresting pigeons so often? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it must be a common common occurrence for there to be spies in india there's there's pigeon spies all over the place maybe maybe that's what russia's use russia and ukraine they're using pigeon spies wow the picture as well on this um article is the moment the falsely accused pigeon was released such a wholesome moment where do you think he went back home Back to China to give them the information. (laughs) (laughs) He was the whole time. He was secretly, really was a Chinese spy. Oh, God. He was like, oh, you should have known when you saw the two rings on my feet that had Chinese (laughs) lettering on it. And now you've doomed India. He's like, the boys are going to be laughing about this one when I get back to China. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to go to prison if the troop chat gets leaked. 
Why the <laughs> fuck? Why the fuck is China spying on India? Are they, do they have a, like a war that I didn't know about? China's spying on everybody. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like through TikTok. But like, what? What? Why? But why would they specifically be using pigeons to spy on India? Why are they worried about that? Because if I saw a pigeon, I would not immediately think, "Oh, China must be spying on me." Well, it's because it had the two rings on its feet. That but if Chinese I saw that, I wouldn't think that. <clears throat> I don't know. I just think it's like a you know Chinese thing. How close is China know. to India? They're quite close. Well, I mean they're relatively close in the terms of like the world, but world map. I need to get a it world depends. map up. It depends where they mean, like where in in um. Oh, they are quite close. I mean, I guess yeah. Northern China is very far away from like southern India, but. You know, they pretty much border each other. Yeah, they do border they each do, other. They do border each other, yeah. Um, but obviously, like, actual China... Not like... Obviously not actual China, but, like, the part of China that's, like... Where the government would be, obviously, is not actually, like... I mean, it is close-ish, but, like, not... It doesn't border India, obviously. The home base of the Chinese government is actually in a pigeon coop. <laughs> it's actually... Maybe it's just, like, um the movie valiant maybe everyone in china they're <laughs> all pigeons <laughs> true i've never been there i've never been there so i wouldn't you know india certainly knows better than me i certainly wouldn't know um exactly i mean to be fair though the, the chinese like president or whatever is is, a, is winnie the pooh so that doesn't that doesn't make any wait, sense wait what he looks like winnie the pooh does he yeah what's his name Google again it. chinese Zing. president or whatever Oh, I can kind of see it. He really doesn't like it when people say he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. That's no, okay, I said it. Oh, okay. I mean, I agreed with you, but... Yeah, if you want to come get me, you have to fucking... You have to fucking... Get down with me on the street, lad. <laughs> That's me speaking to <laughs> this, the Chinese president. Oh, man. <laughs> he doesn't understand a word of it. He sends an China. army of pigeons at me. Classic China. Love him. Right, do that's we, that one. Do we, do we love China? I thought China was bad. I love China. I love China. You want me to come over there and be a Chinese TikTok creator? Just I guess you do ask. have to say that, don't you? Love if you China. Were to say, if you were to say anything else, it would be... God, the streets in some of these Chinese cities. I'm just on Google Maps looking. And like, oh my <laughs> goodness. Where they're so, right they're just mental. I don't know what this place is called. Um, Cheng, Cheng, uh, Chengdu. Is that a major city? It's a quite a big one, it looks like. Chengdu. Yeah, looks like a large guy. Although I've never heard of it before, but if you go to like right at the centre, it's like the streets are just like it just looks mental. Cyberpunk. It does, it looks like it this is what I imagine Night City looks like. Yeah, Chinese cities are fucking insane. Just like oh and I can't do street view here because they don't have it. Because there's like that was where like soldiers were killing innocents. I can I can view them. like I can view like specific like spots <coughs> that are like three sixty pictures. Yeah. But there's no street view. I'm not um, surprised. Yeah, which yeah, because China is Yeah. Scared of us. A little bit dodgy. A little bit I'm not sure about China. They're a bit odd, aren't they? We're not the average Chinese person, I'm sure they're fine. No, but... no. Regular Chinese people, obviously, yeah. No. Good lads. Government, no. Yeah, a little bit dodgy. 
Dodgy blokes. Crazy. Could be worse though. You know, it could be worse. Could be North Korea. Could it be as, worse? I don't know if it. Could I mean, be worse I mean, as you know, as governments go, China, not the worst one. There are fucking bad though. Pretty bad, but I would say that yeah, North Korea is probably worse. Yeah. Um, well, China is. Is China more powerful than North Korea? I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, China's one of the most powerful insane. countries there is, right? I think they are. I think they are. Because every country is like in debt to China in some way, in some insane way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd also probably say Russia's maybe, you know, government Russia's up there. a bit worse. Um, you know, just because they are actually like at war. So. They are currently. Um, whereas China would be coming up <coughs> on, you know, on my, on my ranking of worst governments were they to initiate a war. Um, top five worst governments. <laughs> top five worst governments, number one. Well, I don't know, I couldn't say. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Number 15. Jesus um, <laughs> <laughs> Christ, okay. Uh, next uh, one. Let's finish yes. this shit yes. off. The last yeah. one is camera. This is from January. This is ages ago. Super wow. outdated. Um, camera catches mouse proud ro- rodent tidying man's shed. Wow. Welsh tidy mouse has been sneaking into 75-year-old Rodney Holbrook's shed in Powys every night since early October. Mm. A mouse-proud rodent... Alright, I'm not going to read that. It's just the fucking title again. <laughs> um, 75-year-old Rodney Holbrook, who lives in Powys... don't know how that's, if that's how you pronounce it, but it's a pretty funny-looking name. Where is it? I don't know. Probably Wales. I'll have a look. It is Wales. It's gotta be Wales. Yeah. Oh yeah, it says Welsh tidy mouse as well. Oh, I just assumed that was the type of mouse. I did maybe like oh, when you can have see, Welsh I mice see, in I other see. places. I see. Um is he's a keen wildlife photographer. Wow. <laughs> That's lucky. Oh bloody hell, got tired there. Um but he got more than he bargained for when items in his shed were mysteriously put away at night. I've got a little box where I've got some nuts in that I can feed to the birds and I've got lots of other food in my bins and things, he told Sky News. <laughs> in that accent, too. <laughs> yeah. One morning, I went in early October and there were no nuts in there and I thought I put nuts in yesterday. <laughs> After the nuts disappeared on several occasions, some items started being put in the box. I had lots of bits of stuff I had on my bench all put in there and I thought I'm going to set up a night camera, he said. So I set that up, and that's where I get these incredible videos of the mouse doing what it does. The <laughs> rodent named Welsh Tidy Mouse might not be a resident of the shed, according to Mr. Holbrook, but he's there tidying every night. I haven't found out what he's getting, how he's getting in, so I don't think it's actually living in there. It could be, he added. <laughs> While the Tidy Mouse may be the cleanliest culprit, it's occasionally joined by some friends. It's only the one doing it, but I've had I've had one video where I saw two on there, or three counting the one tidying up, Mr. Holbrook added. He will eat the odd one or two nuts. I think that's what it's doing, is piling things on top of it to hide them. This is what I think is happening, to hide the nuts from other mice or anything that might want to get into his stash. Despite receiving advice about what Mr. Holbrook's resident, Holbrook's resident cleaner could tidy next, he is keen for the mouse to carry on as normal. I'm just leaving it as it is. People have said to me about putting things in to get some sort of funny videos, he said. I don't know why I read that last bit in his accent. <laughs> but I just leave it naturally. 
Slatchly, naturally let whatever's going to happen happen. He seems like quite a chill guy. Blimey, what? That is the most boring article I've ever. <laughs> Fuck off! Who... It's a mouse cleaning his shed for him. That's who sick. the fuck reported on this? Thomas, Thomas Evans. Evans. Why? There was nothing else he could have written an article about. No, this oh, is what God. he wrote the article about. Honestly, My God. if I was a writer for Sky News and I got to write about that, I'd be fucking ecstatic. I wonder how you can become a writer for Sky News. There's no way you need any sort of qualifications. Yeah, because what, one, of them, one of them was just plagiarised, we found, last time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder was. if I could apply for a job and get a job here and just oh, write God. really shitty articles all day and get paid for it. That'd be incredible. His Twitter is just... Yeah. There's nothing on there. It's sort of like, you know, indicates that he's a specifically talented writer or anything like that. There's a video of the mouse, though, that we get to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The video. This will add some good needed context. <laughs> this right. is taking ages to fucking buffer again. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Alright, three, two, one, play. Oh, wow. A mouse has been caught tidying up at retired postman's garden shed. Wow. He's jumping about, what's he doing? He's not very good at this. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just putting things in, he's tidying all, all of it up. Who fucking hired this man? All the pegs going in the box. He's a good boy, Welsh Tidy Mouse. Yeah, look at him. He's <laughs> so funny. He doesn't know right now that he's become a viral superstar. <laughs> Rodney says he doesn't bother to tidy up now as he knows the little mouse will see to it. <laughs> Just leave shit out. <laughs> Okay, now that's heavy, lad. Careful. Why? It's putting a whole screwdriver. screwdriver. Jesus. <laughs> what the fucking hell? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Welsh wow. tiny mouse, I love him. I'm so glad that we walked saw that. <coughs> Jesus. I don't know what I could have done without that. It's a good story to end off oh my the gosh. podcast. Fuck, I'm really tired, shit. Um, Save it. <sighs> Good. Well, good Good way to start, you know. I feel like I've been so tired since the start of the year. I feel like I've not been not tired for yeah. some reason. I'm a sleepy bear. I feel like I've had no energy <sighs> behind on everything. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, hopefully I, you know. Sort that out. Sort it out, yeah. Hopefully. And then I start to feel all full of joy once like more. Like a happy man. A happy and joy boy. and energy and everything. It'll be great once it becomes, once the clocks go... Uh, back forward whichever one it is um so uh, the, well, yeah whichever fucking one yeah, it is in, in march so we get some more some more daylight that'll be good um, <coughs> that will be nice i am very over the the winter now i think really i was over it when it fucking started yeah i know you're just a hater um we don't get snow anymore so it's pointless that's it's true autumn but worse we don't it's global warming has just ruined everything it has um, yeah yeah. Whereas autumn, you got the nice leaves, you and it's not as cold. Yeah, that's nice. true. 
it's summer, true. summer best, summer best. Yeah, I'm looking forward to summer. I need the I need the hot weather and just the good yeah the sun and everything. The good else. vibes that you can yeah. walk out of your house wearing nothing but shorts and a t-shirt, and it's just it's great. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can walk out your house wearing nothing, which walk you could. Walk out your house wearing you good. It'd be um, brilliant. Well, it is warm brilliant. enough. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> it's not recommended, especially if you you live near a school. Yeah, which I do. Um, I should, oh God, yeah. Shouldn't have said that. Maybe actually, because that's no, my, he doesn't actually. He lives near an academy. Me, yeah. You know what? I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's it for the podcast episode. I think, unless you have anything else you want to add or say. Nah. Nah. I'm done. Okay. Good. Right. Thanks everyone for listening. We love you. We 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 appreciate <sighs> you. Um, and we'll see you next time. Um, well, I'm sleepy. Yeah. See you later, gamers. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We'll have another one. We'll 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 aim to do them like vaguely every two weeks. Yeah, like, but not on a strict schedule. So yeah, just vaguely. If there's stuff to talk um, about, then there's stuff to talk about. If there's not, uh, <clears throat> there's not. I'm expecting um, more uh, breakfast Olympics this year, though. Oh yeah, fuck? we need to wrap that up. What the fuck happened to that one? Um, yeah, we need we I need think the about ending. it nightly. Yeah, we do need the ending of that story because we haven't got that yet. So that'd be great. Exactly. Um, but yeah, leave us your. I don't know. Leave us your comments and shit. Leave us your dreams. Read them. Tell um, us about your life. You having any troubles at the minute? Tell yeah, us about true. it. You got That's a crush true. on a girl? Yeah, or a boy. Nerd. You know. You're never um, gonna get her. Yeah, no. I hope you know that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Shove you in a locker, you big bitch. <laughs> what you should do is dress up as your favourite video game character and pretend that she's the love interest of that character. And you should work do that. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. That'll do it for you. That will do it for you. That's for, you know, that's a official thing. That's how love works. That's definitely true. That is how <sighs> love works. Fucking um, <clears> hell. <throat> All right. That's it. All right, gamers. We'll see you soon. Catch you later, everybody. You Have later. a good one. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.